Good morning, and welcome to this edition of Advice Worth Keeping, KPMG's podcast series where we interview firm executives and thought leaders, as well as third-party industry luminaries and experts on important global business trends, topics, and leading practices. My name is Stan LaPique, and I lead global research for KPMG's Management Consulting Services Group. And I'm pleased to have back with us again today Mr. Cliff Justice. Cliff is a principal in the U.S. firm and very focused on some leading-edge technologies such as process automation, intelligent automation, artificial intelligence, cognitive computing, all of the hot topics in the market today. And Cliff is looking at these topics and these technologies both from the perspective of how KPMG should be and is using them internally, but also from the perspective of how should our clients out in the field, you listeners, look at them and understand what's real, what isn't, and what's going on. So what we'd like to talk today with Cliff about, and Cliff, thanks for joining us here on Advice Worth Keeping, but we'd like to talk about what you see as some of the, the top trends for next year. And we'll take a very broad brush here in terms of top trends from the perspective of what you see either from the KPMG side of the house or what you see in your dealings with clients and vendors and service providers out in the market. Thanks, Dan, and nice to be with you again here on this podcast. This is a very disruptive time. We're seeing a lot of technologies that have been in the works and in development for many years really hit mainstream and be applied to everyday business applications. A lot of this is driven just by the exponential advancements in technologies and the price and performance of computing. And a lot of this is also being driven by the access and availability of data and the digitization and machine readability of data. So the application of artificial intelligence is sweeping across business. Many businesses are starting to get their heads around how AI applies to their organization. And there are many use cases, many different experiments that have been going on for quite some time that are starting to hit production. 2018 is going to be the year that AI starts to hit mainstream and start to see benefits from some of the use cases. So what might be some of those use cases that are real for 2018 and what are some that might be real a few years out? Because obviously we've heard a lot about artificial intelligence on the positive side in terms of what it will enable, some cases on the negative side in terms of fears over job losses. As we all recall, we first heard about enterprise resource planning systems. We first heard about the Internet and e-commerce. It took a little while before that really reached mainstream from an adoption and an exploitation standpoint. What do you think are the most real things in the next year, but maybe what are some of the things our listeners should be thinking about if they're thinking about a three- to five-year plan? This is certainly a generational change in terms of how humans and technology interact. What we're seeing right now in terms of the real AI applications predominantly deal with customer-related activities, customer service. We're seeing AI begin to power some of the interaction technologies like chatbots that begin to sweep across retail and consumer type industries, also financial services. We're seeing AI begin to power many more analytics applications that provide insight into the business, more predictive and prescriptive type uh, insight applications, which are able to take in and consume many more unstructured data sources to provide predictive insights to a business. And when those predictive insights are turned on to an automation technology, they are able to give instruction to an automation, a robot 
or to a software bot that can then carry out a task and actually carry out an instruction in the form of an automation. Customer service, we're seeing this in our own use cases in the audit and in the tax and risk consulting domains where we're performing testing applications, we're performing credit review and credit audit applications. We're looking at everything from automating a payroll process to a finance accounts payable or accounts receivable type of a process, all the way into discovery applications for business development, looking at massive amounts of data regarding opportunities that might impact our customers or our clients' customers, and distilling that into really action points either to instruct a bot to take an action and reach out and communicate to that customer or to just provide the insight to a sales team so that they can be more precise and targeted in their communications. So then what are some of the key success factors for organizations to be able to take advantage of some of the opportunities you just laid out? Obviously, there's technical skills that are needed, picking the right technology, figuring out where it will work. What about some of the other key success factors, such as you know, having strong executive support or having an organization that's open to change or being able to break down some of the potential silos between different parts of the organization and different functions that would be better served if they were more integrated? Well, what are you seeing as some of the biggest challenges, maybe to turn that around, some of the biggest success enablers out in the market today? This is certainly transformative. We see the way these technologies are deployed in a point solution or in an application. And in fact, that's really how it's been done for many years. AI in an application is not new. We've had that probably since 2009, 2010, where we've had really practical machine learning technologies in an application. The statistical type of machine learning, which use Bayesian statistical models to improve insight and learn from data. What is newer is machine learning and deep learning down in the database and in a data lake where massive amounts of data are combined and you're able to really glean patterns from massive amounts of data that drive a very rapid decision. At that level, that's no longer a tactical one-off application. That's much more strategic and that's really driven from the top because it implies big changes to the business model, to the operating model, to the cost structure, to the vendor ecosystem. Most companies don't do this on their own. They require a cloud partner, an AI partner, and an ecosystem of applications that actually work on the cloud. So these are transformative type decisions, and many of those are, ours included, are really driven from the strategic top of the house because it involves bigger investment it involves a longer payback period. It involves a change to how talent is deployed in the organization, how data is secured and stored and managed, the relationship and the agreements with suppliers and customers and employees. All of that is under consideration for change when you're looking at these big intelligent automation operating models. It's a digital transformation. At the strategic level, it has to be driven from the top of the house. Keeping that in mind, what should be some of the benefits that organizations should seek from these investments and these initiatives to take a holistic approach? What goes into the business case and how much of this is about cost reduction and driving more efficiency within the organization, which could be where job losses come in and the automation of work comes in. But there's also certainly very strategic work that can be done. And I think you've seen that firsthand in terms of how this can change how an audit firm works or the, the well-heard story of, of IBM Watson working with 
medical institutions on treatment cures and drug discovery work with pharmaceuticals. So how do you figure out a good business case, particularly if you're an executive? How much of it should be the top line versus the bottom line? If you're approaching this as a digital transformation, it's certainly both. This is about scalability. It's about reach. It's about leveraging technology in a new way. And you think of technology more as a partner in the business as opposed to just enabling an existing process because a learning technology continues to get better. When you build your entire operating model or, say, a portion of the business model, depending on how you start out, that, you know, the economics of a model that allows you to scale in a different way changes the economics altogether. In some cases, you might be able to reach perhaps an order of magnitude more customers based on an intelligent automation platform. That would certainly have a financial impact, both from a revenue perspective, but also the cost of services. I think a lot of people look at automation just a cost play, and in certain areas it is a cost play. If you look at the back office, I think most of the strategies around the back office are continue to reduce the cost of overhead. As that expands into the front office and into the core operations of the business, really has implications on revenue and operating effect and quality. The ability to provide better service and a closer level of intimacy to clients. That's really what most of these strategic strategies are about. Customer intimacy, leveraging data in new ways, building a flexible business, typically on a cloud-based platform, and then being able to provide the analytical insight to stakeholders to make better decisions in the business. Well, Cliff, those are great points, and I think that really puts into perspective how organizations should be looking at these opportunities and these technologies. So certainly, you can save some money, but I think if that's the only game in town, you're selling yourself short. We'll have to get you back next year to hear how things progress and then talk about some predictions for 2019. For the time being, Cliff, thank you very much for your time and some great insights. My pleasure, Stan. Good to talk to you. And you can find the links to the items we referenced in the show today below the podcast. If you're online, of course, the URL for that is kpmg.com slash US slash podcast. That's a wrap. Thanks for your participation.